Welcome into the Full Tilt Boogie Podcast here from SEC Country. I'm your host, John Neighbors. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. Lots of things to get to today. And as always, thank you for making us a part of your day today. Mike Anderson style, 40 minutes of hell, fastest 40 minutes in basketball, whatever you want to call it. Is it archaic? Is it outdated? Is it old fashioned? We'll talk about that as well as looking forward into this weekend, as well as the Arkansas Razorback football team. Looks like they're getting some some big-time visits, some from big-time recruits, but can they finish strong? As Man, signing day is just right around the corner. We'll talk about that as well into getting some nonsense in. But before I get to it, I have to remind everybody, I'm probably going to remind everybody from every podcast here on out, that this particular podcast from SEC Country will be coming to an end next Friday. Uh, it's something that the business side of things decided that it, they needed to go forward with it. There's no reason to continue on an Arkansas podcast, according to them. So we're just going to make the best of it. And, uh, and again, I appreciate everybody reaching out and saying how much they enjoy the podcast. And I hope that you'll keep listening to my podcast. It just won't be with SEC country, but I'll continue to do a podcast and, uh, it'll be in some form or fashion. I'll keep everybody updated on it. Uh, basically, but uh, um, it's I'm excited about it. Uh, I'm excited about the future. I'm excited about where it's going to go. And again, I can't thank SEC Country enough for what they've uh, gave me the opportunity to do and to get on this format and on this platform and uh, basically do all the things that they have been doing has been very much, very much appreciated. So uh, remember, just a few more podcasts left next Friday. Be the last one. And then we'll have the swan song for the SEC Country podcast about Arkansas. So Getting into the real topic of conversation, Mike Anderson's style. People are frustrated right now, rightfully so. Arkansas's four and five in the SEC in basketball, halfway point. I would not have guessed that this team would be anywhere near this bad in conference play right now, especially given how strongly they start non-conference. But yeah, that is what the record is. And I feel like there's some factors that go into it and some things it's people are going to look at as excuses. It's it's People are going to tell you whatever they want. But I think that one of the things that I see listed or talked about more than anything else is they talk about Mike Anderson's style and how it's just out of date. It's old-fashioned. Nolan Richardson was so innovative and creative that he was above and beyond the game. He was ahead of the curve when it came to this 40 minutes of hell because he was implementing it during a time where four corners basketball was still being played by a lot of prominent schools. And he would go out and he would just get athletes and athletes have developed into, they're more abundant. At least the athletes that we're talking about for Nolan Richardson system. Now Mike Anderson system, they're a lot more abundant and, you know, it's some many people are having an issue with it. And they're saying that this is a style that, yeah, okay, it's exciting, but, it's not what it used to be. It isn't even what it used to be 10 years ago when Mike Anderson was doing such great things with UAB in Missouri. It's not even as good as that. So here's the thing when it comes to that argument. I don't agree when people say that Mike Anderson's system is archaic. It's not, folks. It's not at all. I believe that just like any other system, and here's the obvious thing, it may sound like a dust statement, but the obvious thing, I believe that any system that just has great players are going to be good in that system. 
if that makes sense. It's like John Calipari, does he have does he known for being a system guy? No. He doesn't have a plan in place. He I know some people will say he'll have the dribble drive. Um but it's not known for being X's and O's. But what makes him good is because he has players. Coach K, I think, is one of the more phenomenal coaches. But would Coach K be near what he is right now if he wasn't getting five-star talent every year? No. Coaching can go either way in college basketball. Development can go either way in basketball. We've seen it happen at Arkansas. We've seen guys take giant steps in the right direction. Uh, Look at Michael Qualls and what he was able to do under Mike Anderson. And we've seen guys take steps back a lot of times. I mean, look at a guy like Anton Beard. I felt like his freshman year was he was at his best. And I'm not saying he's bad, but he's just uh, he kind of stalemated there a little bit. Uh, some of you would even make that argument for Moses Kingsley, even though I don't agree with it. But my point is, is that things happen, style happens, and if Arkansas is going to be successful in basketball, I mean, stop traffic, they have to get players, and I think they have some decent players on this team right now. Daryl Macon and Jalen Barford, they were four stars for a reason. They're really good players. They're not NBA talent. Daniel Gafford is a really good player, but he's raw freshman, and I feel like people are starting to look at film on him, and they have certain plans in place to kind of slow him down a little bit. But besides those guys, there's no high-end players. Anton Beard comes and goes, but mainly he's going. Uh, Darius Hall has a lot of upside, but he's a true freshman. You know, he wasn't a big-time five-star athlete, but he's got upside. Orlando Cook wasn't a big-time player. Dustin Thomas wasn't a big-time player. C.J. Jones was barely recruited. It's nothing against those guys. It's I'm just stating the facts. People start wondering why uh, why is Mike Anderson not being able to, uh, you know, catch that lightning in a bottle and be able to have as much talent as they want to have and. I, I'm just saying, that's what it comes down to. It comes down to strictly, it has nothing to do with style or rhythm or pressure or bad coaching or anything like that. It just comes down to players. But here's the ultimate catch-22. Do you, if you're Mike Anderson, go after consistently one-and-dones, those types of high-end players, spend all your time recruiting them, but probably missing on them more often than not, which leaves you kind of holding the bag at the end of the recruiting session, or do you go after guys that you feel like you have the best chance of getting, a higher chance of getting, landing them, and getting them to stay at school for one, two, three years, which is what Mike Anderson does, which is system. Mike Anderson's not going to get a bunch of one-and-dones. He's not going to target one-and-dones, and I don't think he should target one-and-dones. But what he can do is that he can go up and he can get four-star, borderline three-star guys, develop them, make sure they're athletic, make sure they got a good jump shot, make sure that they can be ones that are hungry and have a chip on their shoulder type of mentality. And those types of players can develop just fine into being great players for Arkansas and forming a great team when they need it. But right now... They don't have all those guys. They have a few of them, but not all of them. And the few guys that they have, they're bringing it, but they need help. Because even last year, when you look at the team that Arkansas had that went to the NCAA tournament, you still had Jalen and Daryl, but you also had a guy like Dusty Hannes, who was a 
I mean, let's be honest. He was kind of a jerk, but in a good way. He didn't wasn't afraid of anybody. He didn't back down from anybody. He had an attitude toward him. He had a chip on his shoulder. Moses Kingsley was the same way. He had a little anger in him. He wasn't messing around. He didn't want to hear what anybody had to say about him. He didn't care what anybody did say about him. But he went after him hard. And he, again, scored a chip on his shoulder. So those types of guys had that mentality. And when you had four of them, at least in that case, and even a guy like Manny Watkins, who is a, who is a nice little complimentary player, smart, very high IQ basketball player, those that was enough. That was enough to fit some stuff in and to be able to make them a quality basketball team to get to the NCAA tournament. But they don't have that right now. And I'm not giving a pass to Mike Anderson. I'm not saying that he does he's above criticisms because it is his team and it is the team that he recruited and it is the team that he's with. So what do you do? Well, first off, you still have nine games left in the conference season. See how it plays out. That's that's first and foremost. This team can get it turned around. They have the talent to get it turned around. But the thing is, is I just don't know at, at any point in time if you're going to see a team like or even what Arkansas had in that 2014-2015 year with Bobby Porras and Michael Qualls. Because you think about what was the biggest difference of that team and this year's team? Obviously, the players are different. I get that. But what was the biggest difference? You had a senior point guard that was highly recruited out of high school, a a four-star, borderline five-star Kai Madden. Hate him, love him, or whatnot, he could make plays. He was great at free throws, he was a good three-point shooter, and he was a pretty good passer. He averaged over five assists a game. Say what you want about him, that's pretty dead gum good. And he was athletic, and he was good defensively. I think that's one of the biggest keys that Arkansas is missing. A point guard, and nothing. And Anton Beard does okay, but a long good, defensive, smart player that can hit threes and hit free throws. That's what Kai Madden was. So you had that. You also had that five-star phenom, Bobby Portis. You had a guy that was NBA ready and is playing in the NBA and is doing well with the Chicago Bulls. You had that type of player. And then you had, of course, Michael Qualls, a freak athlete that was developed, that was hungry, that was a little cocky, and he loved to make big plays. So those were your three main guys. And then after that, you had some nice complimentary players. You had Alandis Harris, who was a senior, who was kind of a bowling ball down low, wasn't the greatest player, but would make plays here and there, was at least athletic. Then you had a freshman in Anton Beard, which, again, I thought that was his best year, but he kind of came out of nowhere. He was a nice compliment. You had guys like Antoine Bell coming off the bench, Ja'Cory Williams coming off the bench. Uh, Manny Watkins was still getting some playing time that year, but uh, he was a young pup, but he still got some minutes and still made the most out of it. So you had him, you had Jabril Durham, you had some depth there, some guys that were developing and getting better, and it made sense, and it made a team that had a good chemistry, uh, and they came through when they when it mattered most. That was a great team because of all the elements coming together, but right now you just have two high-caliber guards, a freshman, a really good freshman down low in Gafford, and then the rest can't really figure out the role. They, I mean, Anton, as good as he may be, he's just he's small. I mean, that's what it comes down to. He's just small. And when you're small, you find ways to struggle a lot of times, especially if, unless you just have a great jump shot, which he doesn't, you find ways to struggle. So that hurts him. That affects him. It's nothing against him. I mean, that's just the way he was born, but that hurts him. You can't get any consistency off the bench. You have you get CJ Jones who he'll hit two threes, three threes in one game, then he'll be silent the next time. 
You have Trey Thompson, who can make some really good plays and make some really horrible plays. No consistency. So, adding all that up, it, it, it makes sense when you break it down. Again, not excusing it, not saying it's okay, but it makes sense. But it has nothing to do with Mike Anderson's system. It has nothing to do with the way, his, his coaching style. It has, just has to do with players. Sometimes it doesn't even just have to be the best players. It has to be the right players. Nolan Richardson's best teams had high caliber players. It had nothing to do with what you think. Of course, no one was a great coach. Of course, no one had good style. But no one had great players. <laughs> and, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm taking crazy pills for people that don't understand it, but it's true. No one had great players. Corus Williamson was like the number two player in the country coming out. Uh, you know, Clint McDaniel, he was a great player coming out of Memphis. Even dating back to the Oliver Miller, Lee Mayberry, Todd Day, those were high-end players coming out of high school. And good complimentary players around him. So, Mike Anderson's got a really good recruiting class coming in this next year. I don't know how much of an impact that'll make immediately, but at least is a step in the right direction. But honestly, if Mike was just is just able to get every three or four years, get that one big-time Bobby Portis type of player, they'd be in really good shape. Now, Bobby Portis was an all-Arkansas guy. So, you know, you see that's few and far between. It didn't matter who was recruiting him or who the coach was. He wanted to play for Arkansas. So that's that's a very rare case in this situation. But it's not impossible. You can't uh, – Arkansas for a little bit had Reggie Perry committed, who was a – five-star guy. Now, he went to Mississippi State, which we all know uh, that there's probably some uh, underlying stuff going on over there. Cha-ching. Just saying. Just saying. No facts for that one. That's just my opinion. But uh, at least that's just what I... I mean, it just makes too much sense for that not to have some shenanigans going on over there. But, you know, he's obvi- Mike Anderson has the ability to recruit well. He's not a bad recruiter. But I do think that he has the attitude where he goes in and says, listen, I'm not going to try to blow you up and stroke your ego and beg you on my hands and knees to, for you to come to my school and to be a part of my team. I'm not going to do that. But what I am going to do is I'm going to tell you about all the opportunities you're going to have. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you a game plan of what we're going to do. I'm going to tell you how much fun it's going to be for playing in this system. I'm going to tell you how it can make you NBA ready in the ways that it can. I can tell you how well conditioned you're going to be, how smart you're going to be, how developed you're going to be. I can tell you about all the things that we're going to put in a place that's going to make you a better player and a better person. And if that's something you want, come on down. But if you don't want that, if you just want to have your one and dones and go there and play for a few little bit and then get drafted, not go to class, just mess around a little bit, then be my guest. But that's not what you're going to get here. That's pretty much how I feel like he's recruiting it. Now, some people may not like that. They may want those five stars. You may want that Kentucky team of nothing but one and dones. And if that's the case, then you're, you know, you're not going to get it ever. Uh, but you can, and if you're Mike Anderson, you can get one of those players every so often and getting one of those players every so often makes all the difference in the world it just changes everything immediately really on a dime so if Arkansas does it great and if they continue to go with Mike Anderson's system and maybe it'll play out great if the season plays out better and Arkansas does make it to the tournament maybe make some noise great but don't 
start following the narrative that Mike Anderson's system is just outdated and archaic. It's not. You need good players. High-caliber players. Nobody's getting to the national championship game with a bunch of three stars. In fact, the only team that probably wouldn't even come close to that would be Butler, and they were coached by arguably one of the greatest basketball minds in all of the game, Brad Stevens. But besides that, you got a lot of guys that rely on five four star, five and four-star recruits that can really make a difference. That's all I'm saying. We'll see how it plays out. Moving on to the nonsensical part of the podcast. Uh, I'm recording this podcast on Wednesday. And today is Justin Timberlake's birthday. And I wanted to wish Justin Timberlake a happy birthday. He's 36 years old, I think, or 38. Something like that. I don't know. But uh, I tweeted out a happy birthday, and people were thinking me I'm weird because I'm a big Justin Timberlake fan. I'm just saying, just listen to his music sometimes, fellas. Just listen to it, and it'll change your life. It's all great. It's all fun. Just do it. But people were giving me crap, and I was like, hey, you know what? That's fine. But happy birthday, Justin Timberlake. I know you probably listen to my podcast every day. Yes, that's very nice of you to be a fan of this podcast. Very much appreciated for you to come in and listen to it and take time out of your touring schedule to check me out. But uh, yeah, thank you and happy birthday. Happy birthday, JT. Appreciate everybody listening to the podcast today. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on SoundCloud. You can also get after me on Twitter at Your Neighbor John for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. And we'll keep it going until next week, pretty much. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great night, everybody. We will see you then.